Welcome to this special iCount podcast from Black's Club in London, where we'll be talking all about the climate change bill. For those of you who don't know, iCount is the campaign of the Stop Climate Chaos Coalition, which represents over 70 diverse organisations, all passionate about climate change. Later, we'll have a green gas with Julian Brian Tutt, eco tips from Barry from Watford, and a very special performance from poet John Hegley. With me here today, I have writer and campaigner Mark Linus and Thea Palmer, part of the campaigns team at Christian Aid. Welcome all. Hello. Hi. So, Thea, could you explain briefly what the Climate Change Bill is? The Climate Change Bill is a piece of legislation going through the UK Parliament at the moment. Not only is it an opportunity for the UK to dramatically reduce its own carbon emissions, it's also an opportunity for it to set an international precedent for cuts that will happen on the global scale. And what exactly are ICANT and the Coalition members campaigning for? In the bill, we're calling for the UK to reduce carbon emissions by 80% by 2050, rather than 60% that's currently in there. We need that to keep global warming below 2 degrees by 2050, otherwise it will rise to 4 degrees. And that, the impact that that will have on the world's poorest people and environments all around the world can be absolutely catastrophic. We're also calling for the inclusion of aviation and shipping, and also for year-on-year targets to be included in the bill, as well as mandatory reporting of carbon emissions by companies. Thanks, Thea. Mark, if I can bring you in here, what exactly would be the difference between a rise of 2 degrees or 4 degrees? Uh, Well, the difference between 2 degrees and 4 degrees is a very profound one indeed. Above 2 degrees, we could see thresholds in the Earth system being crossed, which could potentially drive the global warming process essentially out of our control. The science tells us that um, the situation is so urgent that if we don't peak global emissions and start reducing them from about 2015, then the two degrees target becomes more and more difficult to achieve. Okay, and if it gets worse, what might arise by six degrees lead to? Well, six degrees is sort of the worst case scenario of, of a warming which is almost unimaginable. And it's so unimaginable that most of the climate change models don't actually go out that far. But if you look back in paleoclimate terms, which I've spent some time doing for my book called Six Degrees, you come across some pretty nasty events, such as mass extinctions in Earth history caused by very rapid and calamitous climate change. And I couldn't find throughout the entire geological record over the last quarter of a billion years uh, any period in time when temperatures rose by six degrees within a single century. So we're, we're conducting quite a fascinating experiment with the Earth system if we actually push things that far. Thanks, Mark. Well, the gravity of our situation isn't lost on 82-year-old Barry from Watford either. I had a little chat with him earlier. So, Barry, what eco-tips have you got for us today? Yes, hello, Chris. Now, everyone seems to be talking about carrier bags right now. And we're all guilty of taking countless carrier bags we go to the shops. I'd always take an old bag with me. Or if Margaret isn't up to it, I'll go on my own. <laughs> Seriously, try to reuse and recycle. I've had old pot noodle containers that are wonderful for storing things. Occasionally I use them to store old pot noodles that I reheat at a later date. Inedible, but environmentally friendly. (laughs) I think you'll agree. And what about other food, Barry? Can we all eat our greens in a green way? Well, you can buy locally produced food. Imagine what all that air travel is doing to the environment just to bring you the old monge toot. Buy fair trade food where possible to help the actual growers or grow your own on allotment, like me. Oh, the, the fun I've had up there pulling out my plums or showing off my brussels to any passers-by or interested. 
<laughs> and I hope you'll be getting on to your MP about next month's climate change bill. Oh, yes. I can find out who my local MP is on your website, can't I? Mind you, I am well aware who my MP is. I was on to him recently about the lap dancing club they're planning to open in the High Street this September. Just wondering if they could bring it forward to August as I'll be away in September. OK, Barry, well, thanks for that and we'll speak soon. Yeah, that's right. No, no, hanging up now. Bye. That's right. Uh, he's gone. And like Barry, you can send a pre-drafted letter calling for a stronger climate change bill to your MP simply by logging on to iCount.org.uk. Now, back to Mark again. Mark, if we manage to deliver at least 80% carbon cuts, we'll be the first low-carbon economy in the world. What would a low-carbon future look like? I think, I think the positive story here is that if we move rapidly towards a low-carbon economy, this is going to be the key driver of growth over decades to come. It's going to create millions of new jobs around the world. Um, we can retain our edge in some of the renewables industries, which we've lost our edge in solar, we've lost our edge in wind, because we've fallen quite behind in that in the UK, um, but because of government inaction largely. But we can retain our edge in marine renewables in particular, tidal stream, um, tidal barrages, offshore wind. These are areas which the UK is still leading just, and if we really push this forward and try and transform ourselves in a low-carbon direction very rapidly and put some investment in this direction, then it's something which the UK can, can really lead on. Thank you for that, Mark. Thea, what are the coalition members doing to try and ensure we have a strong climate change bill? As the bill enters the House of Commons for a couple of months of debate, we're encouraging all of the campaigners and supporters across the UK to get involved with lobbying their MPs. And we're actually involved in organising a week of action on the Climate Change Bill, which will be running from the 30th of March to the 5th of April, which will be a week of action, a week of, week of lobbying, and a week of trying to make this bill as strong as it can be. And what can the public do to put pressure on their local MPs? Mm -hmm. It's a case of sending them a postcard, it can be as simple as that, you know, or writing them a letter, going to meet them, trying to get some press out of doing a stunt with them. At Christian Aid we're asking MPs to commit to 80% and we've got a massive heart and a big uh, engagement ring and we've got our campaigners going down on one knee and asking um, the MPs to commit to 80% and actually support that amendment when it comes into the bill. What if you haven't got time to visit your MP in person? You can email your MP either through the Christian Aid or the iCount websites. Uh, if you want to find out about the local events that are happening near you, if you go to the iCount website and go to Get Involved, there's an iCount map of all the different events that are happening during the week of action. And pretty much if there isn't one near you or isn't one in your constituency, then you know, organise an event, put it on the map and get other people to come along to your event. Thanks, Thea. Now, someone who's seen to be on the green wing in more ways than one is actor Julian Ryan-Tutt. I count Neve caught up with him recently for a green gas. I'm in the green room at the BBC Recording Studios in London for a green gas with Greenwing star Julian Ryan Tutt. Hello, Julian. Hi, Neve. What's the greenest thing you've ever done? I accidentally bought a very big car made by Mercedes Benz. So, to make up for it, I took it to a special garage and I had it converted to run from evil, nasty petrol to slightly less evil. LPG, liquid petroleum gas. What is your guiltiest green secret? It was probably buying the car in the first place. Um, I have a motorbike, so that does pump a few fumes out into the atmosphere. But um, <laughs> hoping to find some brilliantly hypocritical way to carbon offset it by doing something else, but we'll see. Do you have an eco-hero? If I had to pick one at short notice, 
I'll go with Dale Vince OBE, the uh, boss of Ecotricity, the one of the green electrical suppliers who uh, I'm proud to be sending my direct debits to now. Um, they're doing quite a lot with wind work. They're doing a lot of renewable certificate work to uh, pour money back into sustainable electricity. What one green decision would you make if you were Prime Minister for a day? What I would love to do, more if I could go one up from Prime Minister and say... Omnipotent ruler of the world, for instance. <laughs> what I would love to do is be Prime Minister of all the emerging markets and developing nations and say now, right now, in Africa where I was recently, stop now, let's have a massive law where you can only have electric cars from now on. And where is your favourite place to get away to in the UK? I do like, I'm drawn to the sunshine naturally despite being of a very pale complexion. If I had to get away, I would probably go to Scotland with the natural valleys, the green rolling hills. Um, obviously, I would walk there. <laughs> OK, is green the new black? What I'm, what I'm drawn to with that question is what we need to replace is the whole notion of the black bin bag. And we probably only want to be having green and blue recyclable bags so, um, big fan of the whole German, you will compartmentalise your rubbish into different sections <laughs> and pay a penalty for the, for the evil black bag at the end of the, of the rubbish row. OK, finally, complete the sentence. We are living in... Um, we are living in England <laughs> and we probably ought to be living in Germany if we wanted to do more <laughs> about climate change or almost any other European nation. And that's, I think, food for thought. That's great. Thanks, Julian. Thank you, Neve. It was a great pleasure. Thanks very much for your time. Julian down, please, for episode one and episode two. Would you excuse me? I, I have to get back to my very successful career as a, as a radio actor. <laughs> excuse me. Yes, I'm coming. <laughs> Neve enjoying a green gas with Julian Ryan Tut there. So it just remains for me to thank Thea Palmer from Christian Aid and Mark Linus, whose book Six Degrees is well worth a read, don't forget. Thanks also to Black's Club in Soho for this table we're all sat around. And if you'd like to help iCount achieve a tougher climate change bill, visit iCount.org.uk. I'm leaving the last few words to legendary poet John Hegley. I'm Chris Pavlo, and this has been a Colour TV production. Goodbye from us. Bye. Thanks very much. What is a merry car? A merry car is a car kept slept when walking or wheelchairing is a viable option. The adoption of a greener alternative. Give the air a breather. Set foot loose if you can, if you fancy. Lace up, pace up, help to clean the place up. Can I have a lift? Please.